The Conspiracy Podcast contains adult language, suggestive themes, sexual situations, and discussions of some pretty horrific events. Basically, all the good stuff. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Salem. Hello, witches, and welcome back to Conspiracy, the podcast where we discuss all your favorite spoopy things, especially this week when we are talking about witches! Witches! Yes, our mothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that was Katie, and I'm Liz. And I'm Renee. She just took her hat off and tipped it like she was Boy George. I was, ta- <laughs> I was taking it off because I keep hitting the mic. But you did the thing where you like tipped it like you said, I'm Renee, while you I did that. Do you really want to hurt me? Yes. It's rude. It's karma. Chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> Comes and goes. Yep. Welcome to week two of Spooktober. Y'all feeling spooky yet? I I am. am. I am. It is the 13th. And it's a full moon. A harvest full moon. Mm -hmm. And my birthday's in 10 days. Yes! Yes! Katie's actually going to turn 29. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see see how we feel. Exactly. Mm, I'm so excited for you to continue your Saturnal return journey. I can't wait to hit Scorpio season. Yes! Yeah. I'm a cuss baby. <sighs> On that Libra Scorpio cuss. Are you ready, bitches? By the way, happy yes. Pride weekend. Happy Pride. Southern, Southern Fried Queer Pride. Woo! <laughs> I saw Stacey Abrams was at the parade <gasps> today. Mm, I so love her cute. so much. Kat and I didn't go to the par- uh, parade today. We went yesterday. Mm. We got all of our free stuff. Nice. Yeah. From all the corporations that are like, hey, gays, do you like us now? Do you want a, a beer koozie or a pen or a, a button? Um, the Kimberly Clark booth gave mm-hmm. us eight rolls of toilet paper. Nice. Wow. Yeah, the, the, that you saw in our bathroom, they were literally like, I don't know if they were like shutting down for the day, but I like grabbed one and like this older gay dude was like, don't be shy, honey. And he just like shoved <laughs> toilet paper rolls into my bag. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> this is weird, but thanks. They're like, wow. Yeah. These gays poop a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am definitely on somebody's <laughs> Snapchat story. I know, just like, I'm definitely like I'm me walking around with my bag with toilet paper flying like overfilling out of it. Somebody's like, This lesbian must poop a lot. 
<laughs> she got the lesbian poops. Well, damn. Oh, my God. So. I always think it's so funny when all those big businesses come out to, like, you know, like, LGBT stuff. Because it's like, oh, you, uh, you just, oh, oh. Oh, okay. you care now? Okay, interesting. Cool. We'll see if you care next weekend. Right. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like when you watch um, all of the company logos, like, on July 1st, they all change mm-hmm. back to their regular logos. It's like, cool, that was nice for a month. Thank you. Well, it's the same with all of it. Like, February mm-hmm. is, like, isn't February Black, Black History, History month? month? And then everything goes back to whatever. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> let's see. They all do, like, Veterans Day and, like, the mm-hmm. American flag stuff. Probably oh, yeah, then for July, it's, like, red, white, and blue. And then they're, like, mm-hmm. just kidding. <laughs> then on August, they're, like, just kidding. Here's our regular colors from our yeah. from our brand book. You know, somebody today told me, a, like, one of my bride's parents, she told me, Happy Columbus Day. <gasps> Granted, <gasps> she has no idea that I, you know, take that yeah. personally. But I was just, like... <clears throat> well... I don't know. My response. Uh, hold out. Never mind. My, what? <laughs> Say it. My response this year has been like, I don't understand why it's Columbus Day. The only thing Columbus ever discovered was how to ligma. Oh, into that. Ligma balls. Mm-hmm. I got ligma. somebody at work. It made me so fucking happy. That's so Well, I can't say that to someone spending thousands of dollars at me, but... <laughs> Thanks, uh, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe after they insert their credit card, I can be like, you know what? Actually. You see, but you should just be like those annoying, like, conservatives where every time a cashier tells them happy holidays, they're like, Merry Christmas. Oh, my every God. Every time somebody tells you happy Columbus Day, you can just be like, well, happy Indigenous People's Day to you. That's what I kind of said. I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be really nice. I'm usually off on Mondays anyways, but maybe I can celebrate the Indigenous by myself this hmm. year and she was just like nice <laughs> i was like yeah linda it's really nice <laughs> bye linda <laughs> goodbye <laughs> well how was y'all's weeks it was good it's officially fall in georgia yes <laughs> i made an apple crisp oh. it was delicious Ooh. i ate oh, some so deep dish apple pie ice cream oh, Does that, that count? sounds delicious it's Publix brand it's really good mm, i would nice. probably make that it's good mm-hmm. i want it with apple pie like that would be like the world's oh, dude. best combo. Apple pie inception. Apple wow. pie and apple pie. pie. Inception. Pie inception. Apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Katie, how's your week? It was fine. How are your baked goods? My baked goods. Okay. Oh God! <laughs> All right, y'all didn't see Katie's wow. baked titties. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were talking about these baked, these nice, those warm, are, those little hot cross buns. buns. <laughs> Um, Those little figgy puddings. These didn't rise. <laughs> these didn't rise very well. Yeah, they That's were proving because uh, they they did hot cross buns and figgy pudding on the on last episode. Baby, 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 That's oh exactly God. what I remember. <laughs> I watched it last oh, night. Yes, I cried. I, I cried. cried. I cried. Too. I cried. I there cried were real too. tears. I'm not going to spoil it for any of you guys, but. Mm-hmm. One of my faves left, and I was so sad. Yes. That's what I do on Friday nights, because Kat has, like, a couple Twitch streams she watches, so she comes down here and plays video games and watches her Twitch streams, and I get drunk and watch Great British Bake Off by myself. Mm-hmm. It's That's nice. It's very emotional. Very emotional. And it sucks, because I follow so many of them on social media, and the episodes come out on, like, Monday or Tuesday in the UK, so, like, I have to avoid them between Tuesday and Friday 
so I don't know who who leaves. I already can tell, like, by the way some of them are talking on Twitter. I can be like, okay, obviously you didn't win because you're being sassy, and I don't think you can say this kind of sassy thing sassy? if you won. Yeah. Who's getting sassy? Uh, so my absolute favorite, David. He gets a Love little sassy David. on Twitter. Yeah, he's he actually retweeted me once. What? So he's my double favorite. Wow. Yeah. I love you, David, if you're listening, which you're probably not. But if you ever listen, he's my favorite, and I love him. I don't want to love him because he's so f- bougie. He's so such a bougie, bougie gay. But I'm also I adore him. I'm a bougie, not gay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bougie human. <laughs> uh, I was like, I the tweet was like i want i didn't even tag him in it which was so funny i just said i don't want to love david from hashtag gbbo because he is clearly a bougie gay and i am a trash gay but i absolutely adore him and he retweeted it and said i am trash oh i was like ah now i have to love you mm-hmm. now i love him even more yeah it was such a good episode it was such a good episode katie you should watch there is nothing better than getting high and watching Great British Bake Off and being like, oh my god, those <coughs> fucking croissants. You know, we're just making dude, they made, I already eat dude, enough as it is. They made fucking, that fucking cake has so many layers. Oh my god. That cake had so many layers. <laughs> they literally made this like cake and it like, it had the thing is like, so many layers. You're supposed to like make the thinnest layer of cake possible, mm-hmm. bake it, take it out, add a layer, and repeat until it's like, and it's different colors, so it looks like stripes, and then they cut it up however they want, and then put it back together like it like makes a cool shape. Yeah. Wow. 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 It was nuts. It was nuts. That cake had so many layers. I was so confused as to why he made the Jamaican one. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't. That's such... I feel like... I, I'm not, I don't know. It kind of makes me want to watch some of, like, the older ones. So I'm like, why don't you just have them make regular cakes? Like, I know. What? They're, getting, they're getting crazy. They are getting crazy. They're like, here, make this Romanian dessert that we can't pronounce that hasn't been made in 300 years. It's also 24 layers. Good luck. <laughs> yes. Enjoy. But I love Great British Yeah, Bake it was off. so good. <clears throat> Did anything um, spoopy happen to you guys this week? Other than me seeing a ghost pug, no. Ghost pug. I told you guys about that. It's creepy because, like, I already had the dream of Jackson dying, so maybe Jackson did die. And maybe the Jackson that I see walking around my house. That's like the, um, what's that Don't say Lords of Salem. No, not Lords of Salem. The Stephen King thing. Oh, uh, Pet Cemetery. It's like Pet Cemetery. But I'm seeing two of them. Like, I saw a ghost version of my pug who is alive. So Here's the reality. You're dead. We're all dead. Oh, God, I wish. Well, Jackson's actually dead. Probably. Probably. He is dead. You know how he got from your bedroom to the living room so fast? He's dead. dead. He teleported. Exactly. He's a fucking ghost. <laughs> he's like Larry from Don't Look Under the Bed. But wait, how can you guys see him if he's dead? Because, because I'm in touch with my spiritual side. All right. Witches. All right. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Speaking of which, witches. All right, guys. So I looked up witch names for all of us. And uh, they're pretty good. And I feel like they're pretty spot on, which is kind of crazy. So, Katie, you are Christina Raining, the clairvoyant. That's such a good stripper name, too. I know. You were born at the height of an eclipse when the world was cast into darkness. Ooh. And it's me, bitches. <laughs> your magical powers are you can gain knowledge about people, places, and events through extrasensory perception. 
All right. Liz, you are Isabel Briars, the prophet. <gasps> wow. You were born on the 1st of May during Beltane when the birds sing and the blossoms grow. And your magical powers are you are favored by the gods and you can contact them at will and ask them for help. Wow. I got a shiver. And mine is Olivia Darling, the necromancer. Necromancer. Oh my God, yes. You were born on Walpurgis night Ooh. when the witches meet in the mountains. My magical Ooh. powers are I can summon apparitions of the dead and bring their bodies back to life. You Ooh. sure can. Like the dog. Yes, like my dead pug. Who may or may not be dead. Oh my god. So where did you find this stuff? Uh, I actually, um, very scientifically, I went to Google and I said witch name generator and it popped up. So how'd you do it? Like our birthdays or our names? Oh, just our names. Fun. Uh Uh-huh. All right, so let's get into this. All right. Let's talk about some witches. Yes. Let's talk about the time when the witches were feared. Because white people didn't know what to do about women who wanted to be different. <laughs> essentially what it was. <laughs> I mean, they still don't. Exactly. So, Salem Witch Trials is what we're talking about today, obviously. Um, the Salem Witch Trials took place in colonial Massachusetts between 1692 and 1693. During this time, more than 200 people... Because it wasn't just women, there were some men who were also accused. Mm-hmm. Were accused of practicing witchcraft or the devil's magic. Quotes. <laughs> Quotes. Nineteen were hanged, and one man was stoned to death. Um, the witchcraft craze actually took place in Europe before they made their way over to Massachusetts. Of course. One whatnot. of those fun trends that exactly. the pilgrims brought over with but them. But when... All the Salem witch trial stuff started happening. The witch, uh, the witchcraft craze in Europe was ending. So it was like they were all done and over with. And then they brought it over here, and we're like, "Hold on, <laughs> if, let's kill some more people." Found way across the pond, and it's inter- <laughs> It's interesting that they were hung because, like, I don't think a lot of people know that no witches were actually burned at the stake in right. a- in America. Yeah. We- um. We do it a, a little quicker. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. We just push them. Like, here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to snap your neck, and if you live, you're a witch, and if you die, you were innocent. Oh, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. My bad. Oh, they all died. Oh. Okay. Yikes. <laughs> oh, our bad. I had no idea. Um, so essentially what it was, which the witchcraft craze was, were uh, Christians had a strong belief that the devil was giving certain people witches the power to harm others in return for their loyalty, almost selling their soul to the devil. Like I said, only because they were maybe acting a little bit different, mm. maybe dressing a little bit different, maybe not going along with the crazy Christian like banter. Of, right, exactly. God! It's like, um, she wants to show her ankles, and sometimes she doesn't wear her bonnet. She's a fucking witch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, until, wait until I tell you about Bridget Bishop. I'm ready. Um, She's got a great last name. I feel like I know right? her already. Oh, I love all the witches that, are, that I'm going to mention. A man named Reverend Samuel Paris became Salem Village's first ordained minister in 1689. He was disliked by a lot of people. He was seen as a greedy and rigid man. Um, and they believed that a lot of the way that he was was because of the devil, which is why I'm assuming what happened next and kind of why the whole witch craze witchcraft craze got started is because he was being seen as a 
uh, not so great man and, and mm-hmm. cahoots with big man, big Lord and Savior down there. Um, <clears throat> our Southern Lord and Savior. <laughs> southern Lord. Due South. Oh my God. <laughs> So, in January of 1692, Paris's daughter Elizabeth, who was nine, and his niece Abigail Williams, who was 11, started having these strange fits. Um, these girls, along with another uh, girl in the village named Anna Putnam, who was also 11, they would scream, throw things, they uttered strange sounds, and they even contorted themselves into strange positions. Wow. You know. <laughs> and you know... Obviously, it has to come from something supernatural. It just sounds like angry yoga. <clears throat> right? Right. Maybe that's all they I hate jungle bows! Or maybe they were just being young kids who were never allowed to express themselves in that way, but they had to, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. came out that way. You know, contorting yourself. If you're throwing a fit, sometimes you do kind of, like, get into, like, weird positions, because you're just like, what? <laughs> Says the only person um, here with children. (laughs) So I trust you. My kids do some like weird shit when they're throwing a tantrum, and I'm just like, yeah, but they also came from you. (laughs) I learned it from watching you, mom. (laughs) So he's um, like, it's so normal, (laughs) and her kid is like doing backflips with his head facing forward. He's like, "Eh, eh, eh." coming down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) So on February 29th, the three girls um, were pressured by Jonathan. Corwin and Jonathan Hawthorne to blame three women from the village who were deemed just a little, little extravagant and out, and you know, not like everybody else. Not even extravagant because these women weren't extravagant. No, nobody was. They were um, fucking Puritans. No. Like, but they were just different. No, no. Oh no, yeah, like they weren't you. extravagant. Yeah. They were like, she dyes her dresses twice. Mm-hmm. Look at that vibrant brown exactly. color. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> um, so the three women were Tichuba, Sarah Good, who was a homeless beggar, and Sarah Osborne, um, who was just an elderly woman who just wasn't liked in the village. I'm going to kind of tell you about these three women. Um, Sarah Sarah Good and Tichuba are the ones that I'm going to tell you more about because Sarah Osborne was just, unfortunately, we'll get to her. Anyways, okay, so, so Sarah Good was one of the first of the three to testify in the Salem Witch Trials. Um, she was kind of a good target to be blamed for witchcraft because her family was a nuisance to the town. And by 1692, they were beggars. They were very poor. They were kind of just annoying to everybody in the town because they had no money. Even though they <laughs> back then, really had money. It's fine. Um, Good's husband and her six-year-old daughter, Dorothy, testified against Sarah. Which, oh. another thing... Uh, her six-year-old daughter was actually also accused of witchcraft, and she was imprisoned for seven months because of it. And for the rest of her life, she was psychologically damaged. Oh. Um, Good's yeah, husband was kind of pressured into testifying against her because he didn't want to be in trouble to be accused of anything either. <clears throat> oh, and I'm sure that they kind of like parlayed it into, do you want your daughter to be free? Then testify against your wife. No, but her daughter was imprisoned after, like, after it was all said and done. Oh, yeah. okay, I don't okay. know if the the husband, like, also accused her because of some strange stuff, mm-hmm. but, yeah. He was, he, he seemed great. Also, I think that was, like, her third husband, too. So she knew oh. how to pick him. <laughs> Clearly. Fine. Um, My second husband would have never done me this way. Good never confessed uh, to the witchcraft crimes, but she did accuse Sarah Osborne of doing harm to the girls after... The girls had thrown fits in the courtroom when Osborne was present. 
which I don't know if y'all seen, there's a picture somewhere on the internet of like in the courtroom, like the light shining down almost mm-hmm. on one of the girls. And she's like doing this, like they're saying that was like, oh, but if you read about it way afterwards, the girls even kind of confessed to the fact that they made it all up. Yeah. So a I mean, lot of it was that like. They just were using their imaginations and they kind of just ran with it and took off and yeah. caused a lot of damage and harm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sarah was condemned to uh, hang, to be hung, hanged, hanged. She was she was condemned to get the noose around her neck <laughs> and kicked off and kicked off. Um, but when she was uh, when she was found guilty, she was pregnant at the time, so they pardoned her until the birth of her baby. But then, unfortunately, her infant died in prison after it was born. Aww. So on... You mean a, a 16th, 17th century prison wasn't a great place to have right? a baby? I mean, come on. I'm shocked. <laughs> Much like her service. They were like, oh, we're not going to hang you because you're pregnant. That baby's not going to last anyways when it comes out. So on Tuesday, July 19th, 1692, Sarah Good was hanged. Um, before she was... Is it hanged or hung? I think either one is fine. I know, yeah, I think right. they both but are acceptable. Right, okay. Yeah. Before she was hanged, she told Reverend Nicholas Noes, You're a liar. I am no more a witch than you are a wizard. And if you take away my life, God will give you blood to drink. 25 years later in 1717, Reverend Noes suffered an internal hemorrhage and died choking on his own blood. Oh, I thought you were going to say he came out as a wizard. No, I know. But I was that, like, oh. Would I just said is 10 times better than him being a fucking mm-hmm. wizard yes like and also doesn't really help her to try and fight off the fact that she's trying to say she's not a witch because she said that shit and mm-hmm. then he did choke <laughs> on his blood but good for you sarah sarah good mm-hmm. you're a good woman <laughs> um so that was that was sarah good unfortunately um now let's move on to Tichuba. So Tichuba, who is also known as the Black Witch of Salem, um, she was unfortunately purchased in Barbados uh, by Mr. Paris. She um, apparently, because she was one of the only black women in Salem at the time, <laughs> um, a lot of people did accuse her of voodoo and black magic. Um, yes, right. Um, she was actually the only one out of the three to confess to witchcraft. She confessed that the devil came to me and bid me serve him. She claimed images of black dogs, red cats, yellow birds, and a black man who wanted her to sign his book. She did say she never saw the book. She never was able to, um, look into the book until she was ready to sign it. Um, and that the next time she was going to see this man, that she was going to sign the book, basically selling her soul, I guess. <clears throat> that is very wow. Yeah. That is very descriptive. Yeah, it's also like unsettling. Right. Yeah. Right. Why are the cats red? I don't like it. I don't know, but she uh she was never executed. She was just imprisoned pretty much until they were done with her until the whole witchcraft uh mm-hmm. mass hysteria was over because she was one of the only people who would actually give information to the people about other witches in town wow well and that was also like the irony of it is that if they accuse you and you were like yep i'm a witch isn't me they would just like put you in prison right but if you were like no i'm obviously not a witch i'm a normal human being they were like nah you're probably lying let's kill you just in case right so she she was uh she was actually her life was spared 
um, because she gave valuable information to the higher-ups about mm. other women in town oh. who were seen as witches. Oh. Um, but in the late 1600s, Tituba and her husband John left Salem, and they were never heard from again. Oh. So was her life really spared? Because nobody really knows what happened to them once they left Salem. Yeah, I don't like I that. assume they lived happily ever after. The early 1700s. True. Mm. And her husband was a Native American. Mm. She was African-American. <laughs> you know, wandering around. Well, you Colonial. know how white people are. Yeah. I'm just going to assume they went to Canada. And, uh, I'm going to pray yeah. that they went happily. to Canada. Yep, they went to Canada. That's what happened. And uh, lived happily until they died of old age, as all shit. Yes. The next one I'm going to ta- tell you about Sarah Osborne. Like I said, she was a... Uh, hers is kind of just a open and shut one where um, she never confessed to the crimes of witchcraft either. Um, and she never went to trial because she actually died before she went to trial in prison on May 10th, 1692 at the age of 49. Wait, I thought you said she was an old woman. I mean, to everybody back then, she was. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) She can't bear children anymore. What is she still doing breathing? If she Um, breathes, she a witch. Exactly. (laughs) So, one of the first, uh, women to be... Hanged at uh, Gallows Hill, which is what the place was called, where they did all the hangings in Salem, um, was named Bridget Bishop. And she was the first accused of witchcraft in six, or she was first accused of witchcraft in 1690, but then all of that got kind of dismissed and they just dropped it. But then again in 1692, she was accused of witchcraft. So her life was spared. And then they were like, oh, wait, now you're still doing some weird shit. Because this is why she was accused. She was the only woman who was accused by more people in the town of witchcraft than any other accused witch just because of her appearance. She was she did things out of the norm in Salem and other women and men even took notice of it and they didn't like it, such as she dressed more vibrant than women in the village. She wore a scarlet bodice, 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 bodice. 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 I don't know. Bodice, which was seen as less puritan. Um, <laughs> right. That's just like, yes. like a course that you were on the outside. Right, right. Well, and then, so the man who, who dyed her clothes was even like, oh, she tells me to do this color. Like, basically what y'all are doing. Wait until about, they like, oh, yeah. a Renaissance right? fair. <laughs> right? And she. What? Um, or a corn concert. Oh, God. No, then it's all black. Hey. You're probably right. I just know people that wear corsets on the outside definitely uh, listen to corn. Yes, they do. Uh, anyways, okay. So well. yes, Bridget uh, dressed more provocatively. And pro- she was a more promiscuous woman. She also hosted unseasonable hours, hosting drinking and gambling parties, and she behaved immorally. So basically, my she best just friend. Living her fucking she sounds life. great. She sounds like she's living her best but life. But goddamn, she's up past nine o'clock. She must be a witch. The sun's she's out. Mm. Because also, her sister's husband claimed that she sat up all night conversing with the devil. I mean, come on, I do that sometimes. Sometimes too. we. He's you probably gotta. the most interesting person in the village. What? Yeah, sometimes you gotta. You can't sleep. <laughs> um, what also, gives, buddy? <laughs> so, the whole town was against Bridget, and they basically mm-hmm. did within an eight-day time span. They Charged her, tried her, and executed her. Shit! Um, wow, they really are not. A lot of Bridget's of problems, which is this is oh, this is the funny thing, came from they used spectral evidence, which spectral evidence was used a lot 
Evidence. Evidence was used a lot um, <laughs> during the Salem witch trials. And spectral evidence is evidence based on visions and dreams of the actions of a witch's spirit or sector. Um, so they could have testimony about what the accused person's spirit did rather than what the person physically in their body did. Oh. And in Bridget Bishop's case, which you could see this because if she's dressing very uh, promiscuous and whatnot, um, that this would happen. But a lot of men testified that Bridget Bishop visited them in spectral form in bed at night, a.k.a. They had wet dreams about Bridget Bishop, and they didn't appreciate that because they felt like she was in taking over their bodies while they were sleeping next to their boring, plain Jane wife. Just imagine Bridget B- Bishop being a hot, hot ass bitch. Oh, I do. Who's like got I big will. titties and her and her scarlet. She's wearing the big <laughs> scarlet scarlet letter, and she's like. Mm. It's funny you mentioned the scarlet letter because we're gonna, I'm going to talk right. about that. Um, last thing I'm going to talk about is a. Uh, I, I, wanted, I was interested in looking up, like, why people have such a fear of witches and witchcraft, which the name for that is Wiccophobia. Nice. Um, and basically, it's, it, it, especially during the Salem witch trials, it was mass hysteria, plagues, droughts, other natural disasters at this time were attributed to witchcraft. And it kind of fueled the fear of witches because they were like, oh, these women are doing things to, to cause us to suffer. We have no crops. There's no rain because of these women. Like... So they had to find something to, you know, fear-mongering like we do already today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Gotta find a scapegoat. And Throw them off a cliff. it's essentially the fear of the unknown, of what the mind cannot perceive or is unusual. It feel it fears it. It feels it. <laughs> it feels it. Feel. Um, also, it because feel? the oh. devil is attributed to witchcraft a lot, a lot of people just kind of freak out over that because Satan is so scary. I mean, Being scared of Satan is as dumb as, like, being afraid of Hades. I mean, seriously. That's like his job. His his job is just to take care of the dead. That's what he does. Listen, I have to alternate between Daddy's Orp and Hades in my dreams. (laughs) So. Um, One last thing, though. Um, Blue Daddy Hades. According to statistics, though, there are more than 700,000 self proclaimed witches and wizards today. Woo! So, obviously, our fear has diminished greatly since the fucking 1690s. Thank God. But, um, yeah. Y'all caused a lot of fucking harm to a lot of people who didn't deserve it mm-hmm. because you were afraid of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Let me not even get started on certain people today who are afraid of the unknown and do the exact same shit. Oh, hell yeah. So we'll go over the names of everyone that was wrongfully executed during the witch trials. Um, and I know Katie touched on a few. And I want to touch on... Um, one of the men who was executed, that is Giles Corey. Um, so he was born in August, um, 1611 and was executed September 19th, 1692. Oh my God. So he lived a life. No wonder he was accused. They were like, you're still alive? What's happening here? (laughs) How? He's a witch. He didn't even do anything wrong. It's just all him. He's like, you see that guy? He's fucking old. <laughs> well, you know he's in on it. Let's get rid Nobody of him. Nobody lives past the age of, like, 27. What? He grew a super large pumpkin. He's like, like, I'm a really good gardener. They're like, you're a witch! They're like, his bottle isn't even bleeding. <laughs> he has to be a witch. <laughs> All of his shits are normal. He, he doesn't have dysentery. <laughs> get him. God damn. <laughs> Anywho. He's a woman in the village who doesn't shit liquid. 
get him out of here. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine a world where you only shit liquid? anyways anyways so giles was an english-born american farmer who was accused of witchcraft along with his wife martha during the salem witch trials um so after he was arrested he refused to plea so he wasn't saying he was but he wasn't saying he wasn't either um he was subjected to pressing in an effort to force him to plead which basically is like torture. They like push. Oh, they yeah. they literally like squished him Made for three a days. Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> he was in his eighties, Liz. <laughs> hey, and Nicole was on to something. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> um. Yeah. So, um, he was the only example of such a sanction in American history. He literally is like the only one who's ever been squished to death. Oh, wow. Oh, he was squished to death. Yeah, he died after three days of torture. Oh. Yep. His literal cause of death was pressed to death. Like, fresh to death. (laughs) But pressed to death. (laughs) Bitch, I was pressed to death. (laughs) (laughs) I I really want to imagine it on, like, the middle of the second day. He's like, come here. I have something to tell you. Closer. The only thing magic about me is my dick. Oh my god! That's right, Giles. And then even dad. better. Even better. Uh, your your wife told me my dick was magic. Oh my. Oh my. Ooh. Let's see. He also though had been on trial multiple times before this. So I think what really is going on here is just that they hated him because he was married yeah. three times. Oh, one of these people were married three times. Three is the number I'm of the saying, witch. I'm saying they're like three's my favorite number. They're like, oh, you can't, number, you can't keep number. a partner. Bye, you're pressed mm-hmm. to death. <laughs> <laughs> so, but also when he was 65, which was in 1676, he was brought to trial in Massachusetts for allegedly beating to death one of his indentured farm workers, Jacob Goodall. Oh, I don't like you anymore, Giles. Yeah. So, he had apparently severely beaten him with a stick after he was caught stealing apples from Corey's brother-in-law. We were all rooting for you, Giles. We were all rooting for you! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Katie touched on a couple, and then I touched on a couple, but I just wanted to quickly read the list of, um... The ones that were found guilty and executed. I mean, this there were whole only, thing like, to me is so crazy because nowadays it's like I can't imagine looking at someone and being like, "You should die because you're different." Well, you're also not a police officer. Oh, whoa! Yikes! <laughs> oh, shots fired! <laughs> whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just nuts to me. Yeah, it really is. So, like, think about living somewhere. Like, in such a small community where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, just kill him. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I so, like him. Let's see. Arrested for witchcraft. Arthur Abbott. Nehemiah Abbott Jr. Oh, wait. These guys were just arrested? Yeah. Oh, I'm not dinging them. They were just arrested. I'll okay. ding for the killed ones. Okay. So sorry. sorry. Start over. My bad. Damn. Okay. So, everyone um, that I'm about to read was arrested for witchcraft and put on trial, um, but they were not killed. So, Arthur Abbott. Nehemiah Abbott Jr., John Alden Jr., Abigail Barker, Mary Barker, William Barker Sr., William Barker Jr., so basically the Barker family. The entire Barker, <laughs> Barker family. <laughs> Travis <Yes>. Barker, <laughs> Blink-182. <laughs> Tyler Perry. 
Tom DeLonge. <laughs> Oh my god. Come along. Show us your dong first. (laughs) Come on the podcast. We know you believe. That's true. Invitation's still open. Yes. Okay. Anytime you want to come on. Let's see. Dong or not? Dong. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Mary Bradbury, Mary Bridges Sr., Mary Bridges Jr., Sarah Bridges, Hannah Bridges. Sarah Buckley, George Burroughs. Someone named Candy, who I assume was the Salem stripper. <laughs> no. Just Candy? No last candy. name? Candy. No last name. <laughs> oh, no. They're like, you little floozy. Yeah, she's like, a witch. She has her little dress up to her knees and they're like, she's a witch. <laughs> she's like, no, 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 it's my Candy. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, no, it's just, these dresses are just really hot. My legs need to breathe. No, stripper. Martha Carrier, Richard Carrier, Sarah Carrier, Thomas Carrier Jr., and Bethia Carrier Jr. So, the Carriers. The Carriers, yeah. Elizabeth Carey, Sarah Churchill, Mary Clark, Rachel Clinton, Sarah Cloyce, Sarah Cole, Sarah Cole of Lynn, Sarah Cole of Salem, Elizabeth Colson, Giles, Corey, and then parentheses, tortured to death, but not executed. <laughs> okay. Basically, he was really old, and they were like, oh, shit, he died before we could decide. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. No, he, he, he's dead. He was guilty. Deliverance Dane, which is my new stripper wow. name, personally. <laughs> That's a good stuff. Which, I mean, name. I had kind of gone back and forth between penis flytrap. Nice. But... I mean, this is kind of nice. Deliverance, Dame. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's pretty fantastic. That's a good one. Richards is Cunnilingus Rice. Wow. In case you're wondering. <laughs> um, nice. Let's see. Anne Dolliver, Lydia Dustin, Sarah Dustin. I mean, all these people. How many people lived in Salem is what I want to know. Because it seems like 80% of them are on trial. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. There were a lot. Yeah. All right. Maybe I shouldn't read them all. So I wrote them all down. But now that I'm doing this out loud, it feels like a lot. <laughs> do you want to just do the people who died? Yeah, I guess. Should I? <laughs> Anyways, so it's not surprising that many of the accused witches were just outspoken women, uh, Quakers, slaves, colonists, people with criminal backgrounds, and or prior people with witchcraft accusations. A lot of Quakers. I don't know why they didn't like the Quakers. Quakers doesn't are like, like oatmeal. Well, and they're like the most religious people there. They're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. We killed them and then we gave them their own oats. Listen, Welcome. Those peanut butter or rice cakes are good. That's true. I like the caramel corn ones. Oh, Thanks, yeah. Quakers. For giving me rice crispy treats. <laughs> well, basically. Like yeah. healthy rice crispy treats. Yes. Healthier. I prefer the diabetes ones. Diabetes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the official death count for the Salem Witch Trials was 20 people. 19 of them were hanged at Proctor's Ledge near Gallows Hill, which is a place that you can still go that I can't wait to go to. And then we had Giles, who was pushed to death. <laughs> so Sorry, that's not funny. I mean, it is kind of interesting. That would be, like, my worst nightmare, is just be standing mm-hmm. somewhere, and the walls are literally closing in, and you just keep getting squished. My boobs. Yeah. My poor boobs. Speaking of that, I watched Goosebumps. Uh, welcome to Horror, horror Land. <laughs> horror Land. 
<laughs> this morning. And uh, <clears throat> that was actually, that happened, like... Goosebumps was a fucked up show. Oh, yeah. So watch his children, but it's so great. Like but, yeah, Tales of the Crypt. They go yeah. through like a, a fun house, which is a mirror, like a oh, mirror no, house. Oh, no, no. And the girl gets into one room. No, no, no. And the mirrors start to close in on her, and they're no, getting no. closer and closer. And then the floor falls in, and she slides out. And then there's just all these like gl- uh, demons and shit, like wandering around the park, like. Wah! No, 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 no. Uh, no, no, no. terrifying. It was. Okay, well, so Giles died that way, and then four more people died awaiting their trials in prison, because obviously uh, 1600s prison was not where you wanted to thrive. Yeah, no. So, um, Katie already talked about a few of these, so I'm going to go over them really quickly. Uh, We talked about Giles, and then Katie talked about Bridget Bishop, Sarah Good, um, so I'll keep going, 71-year-old Susanna Martin... That wasn't a good one. It's so hollow. There Renee, we go. Renee's really trying to ring to a bell. I wonder if a lot of these older people were seriously uh, thought to be witches and wizards and warlocks or whatnot because they were so old at the time. Yeah, they were and like, people did not there's no live way they can live this long. Old. She's yeah. obviously talking to the devil. No, maybe they just took care of their fucking selves instead right. of like running around spreading their syphilis and shit to everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Do you ever think about that, John? Yeah. Or other John? Did you? Or other John? Or Bartholomew? Or or Thomas? <laughs> yeah, there were only like or, 12 names then. Or. <laughs> well, so there was 71-year-old Susanna Martin, and she was a poor widow who lived um, in Amesbury at the time of the trials, and she had been accused of witchcraft in the past. Um, so in her previous case, she was accused of infanticide. Ooh, so she killed a baby. I mean... Yeah. She had been accused of killing babies before and uh tormenting people with her specter. Okay, so well, is a specter weird is that like pilgrim version for a vagina? No, isn't the specter thing the thing that they shove in your vagina when you're getting a pap smear? Uh, is that it? Maybe. Is that what that it's it is the thing maybe. that the thing that they stick in and they're like, You're gonna hear this noise at oh, oh, oh. I'm not doing the bell anymore. We're just gonna be somber about it. It's not working. <clears throat> so I thought she was interesting. Um and then Elizabeth Howe, she was fifty seven. Um, Rebecca Nurse, she was also seventy one. Really, it's all these old ladies, and like, I know oh, you're still alive. You can't birth babies anymore. Sarah Wilds, age sixty-five. She's one of my favorites because in 1649 she was accused of fornicating out of wedlock with Thomas Wardwell. Thomas, hmm. told you. And in 1663 she was accused <laughs> of wearing a silk scarf. <laughs> that damn floozy <laughs> equal sins. Mm-hmm. Um, so shortly after the witch hunt began, they, the Putnam family, who was someone that she was connected to, they immediately accused her of witchcraft and she was arrested and then she was brought to trial on the 29th of June and executed by July 19th. <laughs> wow. So like, get out of here. Though they did that really fast with a lot of people. And then also Reverend George Burroughs, he was in his 40s. I don't know when in his 40s. He was my favorite guy that was executed because he was actually a Puritan minister. Mm-hmm. And he was accused and executed, which was very interesting. Oh, man, we got to talk. We got to do the Devils of Ludon case. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. 
Um, because that's another priest who was accused of witchcraft. It's so funny because it's like the only thing that happened to him was like they they sued Burroughs for failure to repay his debt to the church, and then they were like, "Oh, you didn't pay your bill this month. You must be a witch." <laughs> You think the opposite would be true. Like, oh, you suddenly have a lot of money to pay your debt. He's a witch. For real. If I was... If the devil isn't giving you money to pay your debts, find a new devil. Yeah, find someone else to work for. For real. That guy sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there was 33-year-old Martha Carrier, 30-year-old John Willard, 72-year-old George Jacobs Sr., Age 61, John Proctor. Age unknown, Alice Parker, somewhere in her 40s. But she, she is nuts. So she was actually, um, she had a reputation for clairvoyance. Nice. And on one occasion successfully predicted that a friend's husband had died at sea two weeks before he left. Oh, God. Which was pretty cool. See, why would you want to kill somebody like that? Like, I I, I want you around. Take advantage of it. Tell me when my cat's going to die. Yes. Tell me when I should plant my seeds. Tell me what crops I should focus on. Tell me who I should fuck. Yes. Keep those people around. You don't kill them. Exactly. Age 40, Mary Parker. Age 70, Anne Pudiator. Sure. Pudiator. 50-year-old Wilmot Red. Ooh. 77-year-old Margaret Scott. 49-year-old Samuel Wardwell. 72-year-old Martha Corey. Wait, was Samuel Word, Word, Wordwell, was he the one who was accused of adultery? Yep. Or like, <laughs> so like we're getting like, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this, because I had to look it up. Yeah, like, 70, 60, and like 80 were way too old to be living back in the 1690s. Hell yeah, they were like... Like... Yep. So basically they're like, anyone creepy, anyone who has sex, <laughs> and anyone who wears silk... Get out. Get out. Get out. She's a witch. For, yeah, the average age in the late 16th and early 17th centuries was just under 40. Yeah, so they were like fucking Methuselah. Exactly. I'm sorry. I just had a revelation. That's probably why that they thought they were all wicked because they got all pruney and wrinkly. Oh, yeah. And they, got, they did get warts and discoloration mm-hmm. and they did look crazy compared to 40 year olds yeah. i bet they were like that's that's sinister you well, look like you've had a long prosperous <laughs> life you are up to no good well a wart was considered a sign of a witch that is crazy like they would search their entire bodies for warts <laughs> or a witch's teats which would be crazy, like crazy. an extra nipple oh yeah that that's right they, that is what they're the familiar a mole, a war, or a third nipple. <laughs> and then last but not least, Mary Eastie. Um, she was 58 years old. She was accused 12 times of witchcraft, arrested once, and then released in May. She was accused again a few days after her release and arrested. She was indicted on two charges of witchcraft. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. She was brought to trial on September 9th and executed on September 22nd. And then we have um, Giles, who was refused, refusing to enter a plea. And then Elizabeth Proctor, who was found guilty but pardoned, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, she's Goody Proctor. <laughs> True. She's Goody Proctor. I saw Goody Proctor communicating with the devil. True. From the Crucible. Got it. So that's everyone. I'm an English major. All I have are my literary references. We know. And your weird facts about terrorism. (laughs) 
I did I did do a weird fact on Friday at work. I was like, here's your Renee weird fact for the week. Congratulations and press your friends at parties. That's like Sean having random shit in his head that he tells me all the time. Always. And I'm just like, uh-huh. And you know what goes on in my head? Cricket. You know, ten minutes into a conversation, he's like, Are you listening? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I heard the first thing, and then you lost me, and I'm back. And you're gonna lose me again, mm-hmm. but I'll be back in the end. Busy mm-hmm. in your in your head, you're busy beep, making beep, up a song beep. about how mac and cheese are best friends. <laughs> oh, that was me last night. I was like, ah, conspiracy theory. <sighs> so I wanted to talk about one of the possible theories behind the Salem witch trial because I find this theory incredibly fascinating. Um, big if true. So. Um, a behavioral psychologist named Linda Caporial, Linda with two N's, and um, it's frustrating because the name Linda has been ruined for me forever. Anyway, um, <laughs> she is a uh, behavioral psychologist at New York's Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. Oh. Anyway, she was the first person to present the theory that ergot poisoning might be behind what happened in Salem, Massachusetts. So what she noticed was a link between the strange symptoms that were shown by the, um, are they, that were reported by the accusers in Salem, specifically um, the first eight young women who came forward and the hallucinogenic effects of LSD. Wow. And LSD is actually a derivative of ergot, which is a fungus that affects rye grain. And ergot poisoning has been implicated in other outbreaks of bizarre behavior, such as one that happened in a small French town of Pont-Saint-Esprit in 1951. And it was actually that specific event that caused her to dive into the theory of whether or not ergot poisoning could have also been behind the Salem Witch Trials. I definitely wouldn't put it past it. I mean, if those girls are having, like, seizures. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, ergotism or ergot poisoning is caused by um, a fungus, which I'm not going to try and pronounce. Pronounce it. Uh, Claviceps purpurea. Okay, girl. Yep. Which (laughs) affects um, rye, wheat, and other cereal grasses and grains. Um, When first infected, the flowering head of the grain will spew out a sweet yellow-colored mucus. Yes. Called honeydew, yes. <laughs> which contains fungal spores that will spread the disease to other bits of grain. So eventually the fungus invades the developing kernels of grain and it takes over the grain with a network of filaments that will turn them into a purplish black sclerotera. Wow. Sclerotera? Scleratia, scleratia, whatever. um, When this (laughs) when this happens, it's usually mistaken for large discolored grains of rye. So, especially in this time period, it would have been difficult to set aside these particular things of grain and know that they were infected. So, within the infected grain, there are potent chemicals, ergot alkaloids, including lysergic acid, from which LSD is made. And ergotamine, which is now used to treat migraine headaches. Wow. Right? Um, So toxicologists um, say that eating um, food contaminated with ergot will lead to a convulsion. 
lead to a convulsive disorder characterized by violent muscle spasms, vomiting, Mm -hmm. delusions, Mm -hmm. hallucinations, crawling sensations on the skin, and a host of other symptoms. Wow. um, All of which were present in the record of the Salem Witch Mm -hmm. Trials. Wow. Additionally, um, ergot thrives in warm, damp, rainy springs and summers. And when Caporeal examined the diaries of Salem residents, she found that those exact conditions had been present yep. in 1691. I was just going to say, they were always talking about how it was like, um, either it was like June or September mm-hmm. when they were doing the trials, which is like when right. it was wet yes. and like cold at night and like shitty conditions. Um, also, nearly all of the accusers lived in the western section of the Salem village, which was a region of swampy meadows that would have been prime greedy. Greeting. Huh. Uh, a region of swampy meadows that would have been prime breeding ground for the fungus. Mm. And at that time, rye was the staple grain of Salem. And the rye crop consumed in the winter of 1691 to 1692, when the first unusual symptoms were kind of discovered, could have easily been contaminated by large quantities of ergot. Um, in contrast, most of the accused witches lived in the eastern section of Salem, which would potentially have less contamination because it was a drier part of wow. the city. Okay. Yeah. Oh, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And it, another interesting thing is the minister you were talking about who wasn't very popular. So he also lived in the western part of town. And Weird. he was, pa- or well, he was paid in grain from the western <laughs> part of town. Oh. Yes. And his daughter and niece, as you said, yeah. were some of the first to be afflicted by the witch's symptoms. Wow. Yeah. Um, additionally, the summer of 1692 was, <laughs> was very dry, like much drier than the year prior, which could explain the abrupt end of the bewitchments. Right. Like how the trials just like went up to a certain point and then ended. So... She also suggested the girls who were um, believed they were being taunted by the witches were actually under the effects of this fungus, and per, uh, this provides a medical explanation for the fervor. Wow. Um, also, she said that she does she thinks ergot was responsible for a few of the symptoms, but that um, Salem's Puritan mania and the political divides at the time um, also turned a few real cases of these girls who had experienced this unfortunate grain poisoning into a witch hunting epidemic. And there's also um, some scientific basis for the reason why it was only like young adolescent girls, mm-hmm. because apparently it affects their bodies differently, like the way young adolescent girls would metabolize the poisoned grain is different than the way other people would, so it affects them a lot stronger, if that makes sense. I was going to ask you that. Like, so how do they explain that it was, like, certain ages of people? Which makes sense, though, because it was, like, old people Mm -hmm. and, like, young girls. Yeah. Or, like, like, the majority of the people who it was. Yeah. Interesting. I know. So not everybody buys into that theory, which... I find interesting because I feel like it checks every single box. Yeah, it's like a combination of that and then like mass hysteria. Yeah. And obviously, like, I guess what we talked about before, just like using it as a vehicle to be like, well, we don't really like this person, so we think they're a witch. Like, she wears silk, she takes dick, she's old, we're creeped out, Mm -hmm. get rid of her. Yeah. 
So I think it was a combination of those two. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I wanted to talk about, and this takes place, obviously, after the Salem Witch Trials, but I wanted to talk about, because I'm an English major, and I'm annoying and dumb, I wanted to talk about one of my... I know! I Listen, know. I love it, okay? I'm going <laughs> to try and make this as interesting as possible. I love um, you. I wanted to talk about one of my favorite authors, Nathaniel Hawthorne. Said every English major ever. I know! I'm sorry. It's okay. We still so, love you. Um, you probably most know Nathaniel Hawthorne for writing The Scarlet Letter. Yep. <laughs> which we all uh, had to read in high school. And you don't appreciate it until you're in college, like most great fiction. I didn't have to read it because I went to private school, so I we weren't allowed. I didn't read it. I what? never read it. Well, I think, I guess because I wasn't in AP English, uh, they must have thought that I... Katie is the Scarlet Letter. I was about to say, they were like, mm, it's about her, we don't want to offend her. So. That's true. She looks like she would take some dick from a minister. We should, probably shouldn't let her read it. She'll get ideas. Ooh, she's we weren't allowed to read it, so... Exactly. Really? Oh, I guess because it's Private kind school. of an indictment of the church. Yeah. Uh-huh. So much the like, there were like mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So much of listen, ha- we've had preacher or er, uh, teachers get fired for having sex with students, so oh that's God. probably why. Yeah, that is probably why. Um, so Nathaniel Hawthorne is actually from Salem. Um, much of his writing centers around New England, and a lot of his works feature moral metaphors with an anti-Puritan inspiration. Mm-hmm. So. Um, his themes often center on the inherent evil and sin of humanity, and his works often have moral messages and deep psychological complexity. He's a really good writer, and I like him a lot. Um, <laughs> one of his ancestors, who you actually mentioned, and I don't know if you know that was his ancestor, but his ancestor was John Hawthorne, the only judge involved in the Salem witch trials who never repented of his actions. I was wondering if they were related, but then the way that the Hawthorne is spelled, is changed. Yes, he changed that. I Nathaniel figured, Hawthorne changed okay, it. That makes sense. Um, after he graduated from college, he added the W to his name to avoid familiar connections with Hawthorne. Makes sense. Oh. Yeah. So of his ancestor, John Hawthorne, he said he was so conspicuous in the martyrdom of the witches that their blood may fairly be said to have left a stain upon him. Damn. And like you oh. can see, you can see in the Scarlet Letter how it's definitely a moral tale showing the inherent evil in typical puritanical thinking. Mm. He's very anti-puritan, and you can also I mean. see his uh, distaste for the puritan mindset in his short story *Young Goodman Brown*. Which, if you guys haven't read that, it's like really good. We should have story time with him <laughs> one day. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm into that. Us. So, <laughs> so, uh, oh, quick about *Young Goodman Brown*, She's which giving us a quiz. All right, *Young oh, Goodman Brown*, which it's a story about somebody telling him not to go in the woods. And he goes in the woods anyway, and while he's there, he sees all of the people he thought were, like, good, upstanding members mm-hmm. of the community basically having a satanic ritual and communing with the devil. It's, it's a great book. So it's good. It's a great book. It's, nice. it's really a short that story. It's like The Witch. So good. That movie. We watched that together. Yes! It's, it's very similar. It's very similar. I love that movie. So fucking scary. I love The Goat. I like Black that Phillip. he led her to uh, that fun little mm. naked dance. Right? I wish a goat would do that for me. Anytime Black Phillip is ready. God, I'm getting chills. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, probably Hawthorne's most scathing indictment of the Salem Witch Trials comes with his notable historical romance, 
I say notable. One out of three people in this room have read it. Hey, you might, <laughs> we might surprise you. The House of the Seven Gables. I know of it. It's on a bookshelf in my house. <laughs> have I read it? No. It's really good. I can. I will. Okay. So, so it takes place during the Salem Witch Trials, and there's a character named Colonel Pinchion who uses no. the right who uses the facade of the witch trials to condemn uh, one of his neighbors, Matthew Mall, to death, so he can steal his valuable tract of land. Next right. To so him. basically, what the entire witch trials were. Yes. <laughs> and then it turns out that Matthew Mall was in fact a witch. Exactly. <gasps> dun, yeah. Dun, dun. So. Maybe, because what happens after Matthew Mall dies is uh, almost all of the Pynchon family have multiple mysterious deaths. Oh. Yeah. And uh, they're allegedly caused by Mall's pre-execution curse. Oh. Right? Um, da-da-da-da. The novel presents the Mall family's hereditary ability to mesmerize other people. <sighs> To put them under a bewitching spell of control and domination as unquestionably legitimate. So the reason I wanted to talk about Hawthorne, obviously, is because he has such a tie to the Salem Witch Trials. Like, he writes about it a lot. Um, In his portrayals of the legacies of Salem, the horrors of witchcraft do not just represent paranoia or oppression, but in fact comprise a significant part of the moment's gloomy wrongs and dark histories. And there's also a big reason that most of his works, um, which tend to be about overbearing Puritan rules, ruthlessly persecuting others, um, were inspired by his ancestors, uh, John Hawthorne, who I previously said, and then John's father, William. So, Interesting. Right? So Nathaniel Hawthorne believed his family suffered from a curse brought on by John and William's persecution of Quakers and alleged witches. Um, although the Hawthorne family were once wealthy and prosperous, um, the future generation slowly lost the family's fortune and land until there was almost nothing left, Damn. prompting the rumor about a curse, which Nathaniel completely believed in, especially because, as I said before, his ancestor, John, was the only judge in, involved in the Salem Witch Trials who never um, apologized or never like admitted any of his wrongdoings. Wow. So, yeah. Well, that's really funny that you uh, ended on that because I also had written down the scariest places in Salem, Massachusetts today where you can still feel witches. Yes. I want to feel witches. So, we'll start with the House of the Seven Gables. Ah! Okay. So the famed House of the Seven Gables, as you know, was built by Sea Captain John Turner in 1668, and three generations of that family lived there before it was sold. Um, so the new owner, Captain Samuel Ingersoll, he left it to his daughter Savannah, who was a cousin of Hawthorne. Mm. His visits to her house inspired him to write The House of the Seven Gables. Today, it's said that Susanna's ghost can still be seen wandering the halls and looking out the windows, calling out for help. Strange sounds are heard, and the ghost of a friendly child reportedly lives in the attic. Ooh. At least it's a friendly child. Is it Casper? Probably not. They used to have tours there from sunup to sundown, but after so many people getting touched... By this child, 
The house is now just a daytime museum that you can make a walk through if you dare. Ooh, I dare. I want to. I want to. <laughs> I want to. This is why they didn't let you read the Scarlet Letter. <laughs> She's like, I want to test the ghost. I want to fuck the preacher. Um, next would be the Jonathan Corwin house. Mm, cool. um, so this was the home of Judge Jonathan Corwin, who presided over the Salem witch trials and sent 19 innocent people to their deaths. It's now the only structure in Salem still standing fully that has direct ties to the trials, and it's open to the public as a museum. People feel cold breezes, they feel touching on their arms, and they hear the sound of a child's voice in their clothes being grabbed. Oh, yes. I love it. Also, there's a liquor store in Salem that is haunted by Prohibition-era ghosts. <laughs> yes! Yes. So, this is my fave. I thought we had to go through this list of scary things that happen in Salem, because mm-hmm. it is Pooptober. Yes. So, um, I don't know if you guys know this, and I know that you don't drink, Katie, but I need you to, like, go buy some club soda or something from this place, because mm-hmm. you want to know what it's called? What is it called? Bunghole liquors. <laughs> no, yes. I'm not yes. kidding. In a big like neon sign and everything. So it comes from the prohibition. Um, back then, the building was a funeral home, and the owner ran a speakeasy in the basement. Yes. So they're literally getting fucked up illegally underneath dead bodies. Damn. Like. That's nuts. Um, The slang for the secret drinking spot was a bunghole, as in, will I see you in the bunghole tonight? (laughs) So, one of the regulars said that if the prohibition was ever lifted, the owner should turn the place into a liquor store. Today, it said that spirits still lurk in the store. Female ghosts roam behind wine racks. And a feline ghost haunts the shop and rat like rattles the boxes and like moves mm-hmm. alcohol around. Well, of course there's spirits there. They sell liquor. <laughs> Every day we go farther and farther from Satan's light. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. Also, in case you didn't know, the old Salem jail is now a luxury condo. That sounds wonderful to live in. Can I get an Airbnb? Come on now. Maybe. Uh. Oh, and then, of course, the most popular of the haunts in Salem is the Hawthorne Hotel. Um, So the Hawthorne Hotel was built in 1925 and named after, obviously, Nathaniel Hawthorne. Today, the hotel is a popular event venue, but party guests may have to deal with a few ghosts as well. In I room, demand it. I know. Like, I wouldn't. Who goes to Salem to not get spooked? Which right? Room? Give me the room I'm number. I'm about to let you know. In room 325, people report hearing a crying baby, what? feeling touches of an unseen hand, and seeing the water taps turn on by themselves. Just imagine that. You're just sitting there and you just feel like that. But there's nothing there. Like, I don't even... I would shit my pants. <laughs> also, mean... 
Oh, wait. <laughs> also, in room 612, the ghost of a woman will stare at you while you're sleeping. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's cool with it. That's I'll do it with that one. like you can you can walk around, you know, you can make Mind noise, your you business. Can throw shit, you can turn water off and on, you can turn lights off and on. But you're going to sit there and stare gonna at me? You're going to stare at me? I can get that for my kid at home. I don't need you to stare at me while yeah, I sleep. I'm not fascinating while I'm sleeping. I'm probably drooling. You know, Carry on. <laughs> don't watch me. Yeah, I get that too, though. I get that. Like, I can handle you passing by, doing your right. thing. Do you want to touch me? You know. That's fine. But you just want to brush past me real quick. Why like, do you want to stare at me while breeze I'm Breeze in my ear, that's fine. But why are you going to stare? Why are you going to stare? Yeah, why are you going to stare over me? Why do you have to stand over me and stare you feel at me? Safe. Can't you go to the corner? That meme where it's like when you wake up in the middle of the night in that chair in your room that holds all your dirty mm-hmm. clothes. Suddenly looks like a serial killer. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Katie's going to live Gerald's game one of these days. Oh, my God. Probably. Hey, you haven't seen Gerald's no. game? Oh, it's good. It's on Netflix. Okay. It is on Netflix, and it is your future. Probably. I thought it was really good. And then just- last, but certainly not least, and also my favorite, um, there is a local cinema in Salem mm-hmm. called Cinema Salem, one word, it's an independent movie theater located on East India Square. According to the staff, the place is definitely haunted, and you can tell by the turnover rates. Mm-hmm. So like, people don't even work there. Like, no one wants to be there. Oh, wow. Yeah. One former manager says that while in the projection booth one night, he saw two men in black Victorian-era formal wear sitting in room number three. There was no movie playing, and the cinema lights were going on and off. When the lights were off, he couldn't see them. When the lights were on, all he saw were their, like, uh, shadows talking to each other. Ooh. Creepy. And he wasn't the one turning the lights on and off. I want to work here. (laughs) Hi. Bye. Hi. Hello. I see you. People are weak. I want to go work there. So, um, he thought at first that they were just people playing a prank. He went down there and asked them to leave. By the time he got to the theater, the doors wouldn't open and they were iced to the touch. <laughs> See, that's perfect night. Date night. Date night at the cinema. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And apparently when there are movies that do not sell out or frankly sell many tickets at all, the movie will start to play, then it will turn off. You can hear whispers, but no one has purchased tickets. Yes. Pretty crazy. So, yep, that is all my favorite scary stuff that has happened in Salem. Besides Rob Zombie films. (laughs) So before we go, though, I do want to... There's so many lists out there, though, to say whether or not you're a witch. <laughs> Do you, you have know? crystals? You ever Google it? <laughs> There's so many. Yes. But I, I've found one. Um, so here are, um, here's one from the Rebel Society. 13 signs you're a witch. Oh, yes. my God. A lot of them kind of have the same things on them, so that's why, like, you can kind of just find one and be like, okay. Um, earth powers. Um, a witch is a woman of the earth. So you can inherit natural powers of birth, transformation, healing, and rebirth. Um, you also, if you are on, are you like sexually and creatively on fire and whatnot, can make you a witch too. 
You get chlamydia? Yes. <laughs> I don't like what? Crabs? <laughs> crabs. If you have crabs, you're a witch. Yeah, because no, uh, that's feeling... re- that's you're birthing something Ew. on your crotch. You're just you 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 are more connected to the earth, and especially like during the different seasons and whatnot, you may become more sexually creative mm-hmm. during the summer. Yes, or you know, wanting to rid things during the winter, mm-hmm. dying. You know, you know. Um, if you have a lot of wisdom, um, that's another sign of. <laughs> if you're able to tell your ass from a hole in the ground, oh you might be God. a witch. Shut up, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> More so being like, like it says on here, um, when shit hits the fan, do people come to you? Like, oh, do you have wisdom oh. in that sense? As in, like, yeah. are you able to be the person that people can come to if they need help with something? It's Satan. <laughs> What's up, Phil? What's up, um. Do you love nature? Do you live in nature? Do you desire to be in nature? You know, literally cabin in the woods right here. Um, Basically, being more connected to Mother Earth Mm -hmm. is a big thing, too. Um, One thing on here that it it storms. Do you do you are you afraid of storms? Do you actually like enjoy the storms because it's coming from Mother Earth? Like. Mother Nature. Interesting. Um, also, it cleans my car for me. Yes. Um, are animals naturally attracted to you? Or are you naturally attracted to like being around animals, like not in a sexual way? I was going to say not like not a furry. Bestiality. No. It says witches and animals are so aligned with nature that they speak a similar energetic language and recognize each other. Um, the moon. That's a big one too. If you're uh, drawn to the moon by the moon's energy, if you basically are just super into all of it, if you have rituals celebrating the moon, you're probably a fucking witch. Um, Check. (laughs) Um, Are you a powerful like being? I guess Um, like being essentially Um, a powerful being. (laughs) Roll that beautiful (laughs) bean footage. I'm the most powerful being in the chili of life. Whereas, whereas, oh my god! Like, do you feel like your soul is powerful enough to have traveled like through oh, different lifetimes like, and stuff? Uh, which is another, which is another thing. Do you feel like you have past lives and past memories? Mm. Um, do you believe that everything means something and that there are signs and symbols yes. in everything? Check. Um, do you get premonitions? Is your intuition like spot fucking on like mine is? Um, you feel like you kind of have a sixth sense. I think if I ever get if I ever get my emotions in balance and I quit thinking that everybody hates me, then it's right. going to be That's over a part for of all it. Of I feel y'all. like of being an outsider. Yeah, but I think then my premonition will be right on cue because right now it's just like, oh, they hate me. They're never going to talk to me again. <laughs> and then I get a text in forty five minutes, and I'm like, okay, cool. They don't hate me. <laughs> But yeah, those are a few signs. There are other ones you can find. Um, a lot of them are kind of saying the same thing, though, like being in touch with your with your internal self, your intuition, mm-hmm. um, how you are, like when it comes to herbs and crystals and the moon and all of that, being close to nature. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be a fucking witch. So, <laughs> and I, I think what's important is like there's no wrong way to be a witch. There isn't. And there no, isn't. they're not evil women who are just out here casting spells against other people to cause harm. It's, you know, all fun and games. 
want to see Mary <laughs> fall down a well? No, it's, it's, it's the realization that the reality around you is malleable mm-hmm. and that nothing that we see or experience is fixed and you have the ability to change and alter your surroundings and the surroundings of others for better or worse. Mm-hmm. So I, come join us. I don't hex people, but I do, uh, I will occasionally, uh make it so their energy reflects back on them oh yeah i i i I do that i don't wish harm or bad things onto people ever Mm -hmm. um even when i think certain people deserve it i just kind of think negative thoughts towards (laughs) them about their lives and i mean tends to happen and come true Mm -hmm. i have no idea what happened so anyways i hope you guys enjoyed us shrieking about cackling about witches i mean i did and uh, it's gonna get even spookier next week because we're gonna be talking about the jackson hotel i don't know if i can what what i mean like i don't know if i'll be able to actually research it didn't y'all say it was scary it's very scary. scary (laughs) <laughs> don't worry though we're not gonna stay there when we go to new orleans i found us that really cute airbnb oh yes but we could just trick katie and tell her we're not but we're not we are. listen if you get to play that fucking song every time i fucking turn around <laughs> we get to talk about you get to be scared hotels i'm very excited it Same. is super spooky new orleans already is spooky so if this place stands out in new orleans for being spooky it yes I, I hope I hope we all have some experiences like when we were doing um Corpsewood Manor. Oh my god, that was nuts. That was nuts. No, also when we did the Church of Satan. Oh yeah. We had a lot of shit. Didn't we? When did we do Church of Satan? Oh, we didn't do Church that was of Church of Satan. Satan. We did it like That's right. in Corpsewood Corpse Manor. Manor. Yes. Yeah. Church of Satan got it. Yeah, that was when six 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 people died mm-hmm. and Zelda was freaking out over a ghost badger. And the lights were turning on and off on me at work, and, mm-hmm. like, the computer was flashing when I was researching, and... Oof. So we're gonna have a fun week! Yeah! <laughs> do we want to do another cackle to send it out? We are going to explode <laughs> this week! <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all. Anybody I would like to live. I do that. I just want to do God's will. That's the best. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land.